Welcome to What You Missed When You Didn't Exist. I am Corbett, and I am 52. And with me... I am Lucy, and I am 22. And there is a distinct generational gap between the two of us. And she's my daughter, so there's that. (laughs) We're recording this podcast to talk about events that happened in my lifetime that I can comment on directly, but more specifically are historical to some level for her. Uh, Lucy will be able to give you reflections and thoughts on the future. (laughs) Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, I'm here to pre- present the the younger-ish perspective, but now I feel out of the young generation. But you know, that's just growing up. <laughs> that's, because, that's because now you're old, and these kids with their loud music. Ah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, what we're going to be talking about today is one of my childhood favorite shows to watch, a classic show called Captain Kangaroo, which actually was around long before I even existed, but lasted well into the beginning of my lifetime. Quite a long-run show. It went from 1955 uh, all the way until 1980, I want to say 86? 84. 84. Yep. December 8th, 1984 was the last episode. Ah, Wikipedia working your way through again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And actually, there were a lot of major changes in the show when I was born. Uh, I was born in 1971. Before that, it was kind of its own little show. You know what? Let's get into the historic event. Let's get into the show. Our show. The the kangaroo show. That's right. Our show talking about the kangaroo show. The Captain Kangaroo Show. He (laughs) earned that rank. Thank you very much. <laughs> Captain Kangaroo was played by Bob Keeshan. Bob Keeshan was a talented, soft soul. As far as watching him as a kid, he was the sweetest guy you could ever see. It's just funny because you always see like military people at the time that would you know yell or scream or command respect. And not that he didn't get respect. He just didn't have to do all that yelling to get there. It was the fun show to watch, and I think looking back at it, because I rewatched several shows uh, to kind of get ready for this, and it's very much a variety show. And I think I really enjoyed variety shows as a young adult too. Uh, and we'll probably talk about those at another time in uh, along the show's path. But uh, as a variety show, it wasn't just him talking directly to the kids the whole time. Mr. Rogers, Bob Keeshan and Mr. Rogers worked together a lot on trying to make children's television popular or better because a lot of television wasn't great. But that's kind of been true forever. Well, like, just for comparison's sake, was there a purpose to children's television? Like, was it purely for entertainment purposes or were kids supposed to learn anything? Both. I think one of the first shows I remember seeing in, like, historical note was The Classroom or, or something. It was just, it was literally a teacher telling you information. And teachers are way, way boring. By the way, for the audience, <laughs> my daughter is becoming a teacher. So get ready for that one. Thanks for that, Dad. <laughs> but the first few were, like, either incredibly dull as dishwater, like, we're going to teach you something, or... They were straight up cuts from the Three Stooges or something to that effect. Very slapstick, very 
getting hit on the head with stuff and both Bob Keeshan and Mr. Rogers were, were very much against that kind of violent activity. In fact, Captain Kangaroo, because it was a variety show, had a cartoon segment time with, uh, they had a contract with Terry Tunes. Terry Tunes did Mighty Mouse and a lot of the other Heckle and Jekyll, I think at the time. And he put out his own cartoons. He specifically requested that they make whole new cartoons for him to show. So they were all new cartoons just for Captain Kangaroo that were softer spoken, I guess. There was also Picture Pages, which was run by Bill Cosby. I, I don't know if you know this, but he's had some controversy in his life. And that's really <laughs> awkward to talk about that. But he still was there. And I was always trying to write down the address of how to get Picture Pages. Because if you sent off a self-stamped addressed envelope to this one address, they would send you the Picture Pages book. And you could learn things with them at the same time. And usually the picture pages was like, here's two things. Draw a line from the two things to the number two or something like that. You mean connect the dots? No, 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 no. <laughs> Much more simple than that. Like, here's two shoes. Now, what number re represents those two things? Okay. <laughs> Here, here's, here's three <laughs> pencils. What number represents the amount of things? You know, that sort of thing. You draw a line. You're like, I'm learning something. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was really hard to try to write the the address down because as a kid, you do not have the skills to jot down numbers real fast, mm, especially yeah. when you barely know how to read. I think my mom was always kind of in a hurry, so didn't have a lot of chance to, to kind of help me do that. Or maybe she was just wanting me to do it on my own. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of fun. Uh, there was puppets, rabbit, uh, which was funny because he had glasses. But you get a the joke there that, you know, he always stole carrots. He's a rabbit. He has oh to wear glasses. Gosh. Yeah, Dad. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And Mr. Moose, who, of course, would always trick the captain and drop a whole bunch of ping pong balls on him. I mean, that's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Green Jeans, who was uh, one of uh, Captain Kangaroo's friends, and he had green jeans, obviously. And he was more or less the gardener or the handyman around the, the treasure house, which... Yeah, it was originally called the Treasure House. By the time I saw it, it was called the Captain's Place. So uh, it, it changed over time. Okay. But it was a fun show. It was a fun show. There was a lot of stuff going on. What kind of, like, dumb question? Probably already answered it already. But, like, what makes it a variety show? Like, just because they do so much within it? Yeah, because it changes. In, in the variety shows uh, from the 60s and 70s, uh, I was laughing. Uh, was one of the first ones I can think of. But there was they were like the vaudevillian shows where they would have like, okay, here's five minutes of this. Here's 10 minutes of this. And they like somebody would come out and read Shakespeare. Or somebody would come out and like juggle or somebody would come out and tell jokes. It was just kind of whatever happened. With the Captain Kangaroo show, it wasn't quite so, here's some more stuff. Here's some more stuff. He would have like a cartoon. So you got to see a cartoon. Picture Pages was an activity section where you, you got to work alongside uh, Bill Cosby as he kind of works through these these sort of very juvenile problems. But, you mm -hmm. know, you're, you're a kid, so you're juvenile and it's okay. Yeah. Slim Good Body uh, was one of the weirder things in there. Slim Good Body was a segment where a guy would talk about eating healthy and being active and exercise and things like that. <laughs> and he was specifically adorned with a skin-tight leotard with body parts kind of in the place where they should be. So he was like a walking anatomy project. <laughs> that seems kind of weird for a kid. Like, 
Okay, when was like spandex a thing? Like to do a leotard like that? I feel like that's probably seems the 70s. kind of modern. Yeah, well, Slim Good Body was definitely toward the era that I kind of watched it in. Slim Good Body wasn't in the 50s. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> in the 50s, I, I think they were more about, they had like book segments where they'd read a book to the kids. Mm-hmm. They would have segments where guests would come on. They had a lot of celebrity guests uh, that would that would come in and participate with whatever was going on. And as a kid, you really didn't know who those people were. It's kind of funny. I mean, you see that in Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. It's like, oh, it's Mean Joe Green. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> and it, it's neat to look back and see these stars and go, wow, man, how did I miss that? But I was focused on the captain. <laughs> captain was a soft-spoken, sweet guy who would just tell his stories. It was a fun, fun show to watch. So as a kid, you, you were entertained. And it didn't stay as a consistent storyline. I think with like Mr. Rogers, it stayed with, okay, it's Mr. Rogers in his neighborhood talking to people around him. And with the exception of going to the land of make-believe, it stayed with Mr. Rogers the whole time. With Captain Kangaroo, it would cut away to different things happening. And I think the reason that was that way, and this is before I existed, in the first showing... It was supposed to be a live show, and they would. There was no recording of it, so they'd do the live show, and then they'd do it again, like an hour or two later. It was very, very much like a on-the-spot kind of thing happening all the time. So they had to keep like a play. They'd have to have breaks and have other things happening, so they could change costumes or shift into whatever. Now, obviously, after like the 1960s, they had videotapes, so they could just record the first show and not have to do it twice in a row. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't in front of a live studio audience, which I think was more common before Mr. Rogers or uh, Captain Kangaroo. They, did, they, they would always have kids in the audience, mm-hmm. and they would respond to the kids. Both Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo would not really have, other than occasional guest kids, they wouldn't have like an audience of kids running around. Well, which is kind of Sesame Street did the same thing, I think. Yeah, I think for, so. For me, I didn't get to watch Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers until I was much older because we didn't have PBS. And people are going to say, What? How did you not have PBS? I lived in the middle of nowhere and I got <laughs> what the antenna would get. Uh, CBS was one that we could get, and only sometimes. Uh, Captain Kangaroo was just the fun show to watch. And you could get to watch a cartoon, you'd get to see puppets, you'd get to learn things, you would get to watch silly things. I think uh, one that I almost want to see if I can find, I'm sure there's one online, but I remember there was a time when they made a banana phone. Like the uh, (laughs) Mr. Green Jeans, because it was always like little inventions and trinkets everywhere. Uh-huh. And they made a banana phone, but here's the joke. It was a real banana. Ooh. And they're like, we're going to surprise <laughs> the captain with this banana phone. The captain comes out and accidentally eats the phone. And then he they have to use him as the phone for like the episode. Because because <laughs> um, it rings okay. in his... <laughs> it's, 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 it's one that sticks in my head for some reason. And, and not long after that, I remember banana phones being a thing and football phones. And like everything, everybody's making a phone out of something. Because that's when oh, Bob oh, Bell oh, kind of oh. broke up. Like theme phones. Gotcha. Yeah, themed phones. But the thing is, it was an actual banana. 
and it was they were using it and like oh yeah see i can hear you and talk to you because i'm on this banana phone oh it's the banana phone it's so funny and then he eats it and that's the funny thing he peels it like a banana eats it like a banana and then for some reason he's now the phone that one really stuck with me for some reason i don't know how that stuck with me so much but eh, it's it's just funny and that was the thing he would do stuff like that little goofy sort of like oh that now it's silly oh no I think the most violent thing was uh, Mr. Moose would trick him and drop ping pong balls on his head. You know, that can be aggressive. That can be. However, I th- originally they were supposed to use golf balls. Oh, that would be bad. He went with the one <laughs> single I- line of no. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do the same. <laughs> and, uh, the ping pong balls are much funnier and it is pretty hilarious because ultimately you wind up with a lot of jokes where he has a bunch of bananas he sets them on the counter mr bunny rabbit steals the banana or the the uh, carrots which is sorry he has a bunch of carrots i said carrots didn't i i mean that's a you question not a me question dude yeah i know <laughs> i know but anyway so mr bunny rabbit would steal the carrots mr moose would tell him a joke and then drop ping pong balls on his head and it's like that's that's the height of comedy there was a a dancing bear i remember him only because he has a really big nose it's a full body costume puppet but uh he had a humongous nose i always thought he was a koala bear for some reason you know i think it it is the nose you know it gives more of a koala bear look to it okay so you've you've seen the the pictures i'm guessing by now yeah interesting note and i forgot all about this Dr. Joyce Brothers would come on and talk about personal problems and stuff with people, like try to like help kids through emotionally through problems. Who who is that? It was Dr. Joyce Brothers. That's another yeah. show waiting to happen. But <laughs> oh. Dr. Joyce Brothers is a pretty well respected psychologist of the time. Oh, 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 okay. She actually started off as a game show host or a game show contestant, if I remember right. Oh. But she earned her money, went to, got her degree, became a doctor, and there you go. But I'd forgotten she was, she was in that. That was, I was just looking through the list of celebrities who kind of went on and were there. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I don't know. I will say he looks creepy. Like I, if I was watching this as a kid, I would not like Captain Kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of the bull haircut or the sideburns? I don't know what it is. He kind of seems like he's in a transformation between like where, like, you know, when you turn into a werewolf kind of situation, he's like in that (laughs) in-between stage. So I think it's the sideburns probably, but it just, he's got a weird crazed maniac look about him. (laughs) That originally was a wig. He originally (sighs) wore that as a wig and then kind of grew out. I actually think the, the quote that he had from his autobiography was, um, he started off as Captain Kangaroo, and as he got older, he used less makeup. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> but it was an iconic look. You knew who it was if you had that look. There there was very, very few people who ever had that look. I mean, that's fair, and I think it does fit, you know, the time period, but I, I mean, if I were to watch that nowadays, I'd be like, I am not watching that. That's a creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> as a kid? Come on. You gotta have a little more. That's uh, fine. You can, you not like it. <laughs> nah, it it looks creepy. What like age was this geared towards? Just curiosity. To children. I mean, to any probably five year old to six year old. I would think. Like young adolescents. 
He did not treat kids like they were children. He treated them like they were very small people, but they were still mm-hmm. people. As an adult, because rewatching some of the episodes, like, yeah, it's a little juvenile, but it's kind of funny how watching it is is still entertaining for me. I can say that probably anybody else watching it might think differently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was it was just a a different different kind of show. And actually, it was another thing. Well, I, rewatching the shows, there's there's an intro at the beginning. Uh, for at least for a couple of years, where they had uh, Good Morning Captain and just random stars who I would not have known for the life of me at the time, because I was a kid. <laughs> We're all like, like uh, Mary Mary Tyler Moore was one of them. I don't know if you know who Mary, you know Mary I've, Tyler Moore. I've is. heard the name, but only because I watched Friends. I didn't. Do I actually <laughs> know this person? I don't know. Let me but see. Most of the cast of Mash. Uh, Dolly Parton was one of the guest stars. It was uh, Nipsey Russell. Just so many stars would like say "Good morning, Captain," and they would uh, like several of them would do it. And then, of course, it comes to the captain, and he says "Hello," you know, "Hello, hello, hello." The day started and that sort of thing. And it's very nice and pleasant. And like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how many stars were just like backing it up. And that was kind of exciting as an adult. So go, wow, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, why are all these people saying "Good morning, Captain"? Yeah. <laughs> I never. <laughs> I never really put much thought into it. I was like, oh boy, the show's about to start. It was just kind of the warm-up <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> another another really neat little trivia piece to know is uh, Captain Kangaroo had big pockets in his coat pockets. That was, of course, the, the moniker of Captain Kangaroo is he has a kangaroo's pocket on his waistcoat, or his, uh, not his waistcoat, his um, blazer, which the uh, Air Force had the similar design for their pockets and so they were called Captain Kangaroo Pockets. It was just kind of a funny thing that he is immortalized by a pocket. <laughs> I, I mean, iconic, for sure. I think those are mostly fashion pockets now. I don't know any jacket that still ha- makes those into pockets. For him, it was like he, he had that sort of grandpa kind of feel. Because he played much older when he started, and he got older and just got younger in res- in retrospect but <laughs> like any old old timer or myself who now i have a hundred pockets on me all the time <laughs> you reach into your pocket and pull something out you know candy or a toy or something to keep a child entertained it's just the way he would he's like what's in grandpa's pockets here you go i know that sounds like a crazy creepy thing now uh definitely <laughs> but, yeah but that's kind of a, the normal <laughs> way you do it i mean you <laughs> As a as an old timer back then, you just have like hard candy in your pockets and pull it out and brush off the lint and, like it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's gross, dude. <laughs> You're the one that taught me not to take candy from strangers. Yeah, that's, like, I know. Rule number one. <laughs> well, it's a different world now, I guess. I'm so sad. <laughs> because we're not as trusting, or because you're old. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Now I try to give kids candy from my pockets and they like run screaming to their parents and then police get called. Yeah, you you probably shouldn't <laughs> do that. And you can't hide very well because you're just huge, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now that we're living in the future, how did we get here? Well, like we went through Mr. Rogers, but I think Sesame Street also came on about the same time. I don't know if Sesame Street's as popular. Kids TV is kind of needed, like necessary at this point. 
because most parenting styles are just hand your kid the iPad and they'll be quiet and not bug you. <laughs> that is true. So many iPad kids. It's absurd. But I feel like kids aren't also watching TV. They're more on YouTube now. You know, like they just go and find their favorite YouTuber and just watch those shows. I mean, I don't really remember watching YouTube that much. I know I babysit kids that do that now, but... It's just the modern world and we don't need to wait for a show to come on. We can just actively stream it. <laughs> that's that's very true. <laughs> yeah, we don't have patience anymore. We just get it immediately. <laughs> that's kind of brutal and a little sad. What, that we don't have patience anymore? <laughs> yeah, well, a little, because that was one of the things Captain Kangaroo was very much pushing for. Like, one of the, one of the things he would actually say in his show is, if you want more time with your kids, don't watch TV. <laughs> because <laughs> people would sit and watch TV instead of doing things with their kids. And like, you go out and play and I'll watch the, my show now. Yeah. And it's kind of the, the parents were being babysitted. <laughs> Babysat? Whatever. Babysat. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> you and your grammar. <laughs> well, I mean, I would argue that like now people are using TV as a means of gathering everyone. I mean, mm. you, we all sit together and watch a new show that comes out that releases... And I think I think Disney and Pixar are trying to find more ways of kind of how Captain Kangaroo was, like trying to include parents and kids in one show. So I think they're mm -hmm. trying to keep it as a wide audience, but still targeting it so that kids can understand concepts and things. Yeah. We are in the modern day and we can just watch whatever, whenever. Yeah. I don't know if there's much learning. Much learning? What do you mean? There's no like real educational entertainment in in the in the youtube venue maybe i just because I don't, I don't have any little kids anymore so i don't look for it but you don't see any kind of like in youtube there's just pretty much just watch somebody get hit in the nuts and that's that's <laughs> entertainment well i mean it depends or, on what you watch and watch some girl put on makeup and that's entertainment that's learning how to put on makeup that's a learning. knowledge thing that's learning that's learning <laughs> learning skills the rest of the learning has to happen in the classroom which i'll have to deal with later <laughs> teaching kids oh. life skills instead of like what's the word academic skills i guess well i don't know but the, see these kind of shows this is the thing mr rogers and captain kangaroo really focused on was kind of helping kids understand that it's okay to be upset about things it's okay to be happy about things it's basically all your emotions can happen and it's okay. It's hard to understand life when you, you know, get thrust into it. So yeah. <laughs> for, as a human person, that's kind of what happens to all of us. <laughs> and this is the one thing I don't see as much uh, currently. Because you're right, there's no children's television. Because there just isn't television anymore. Yeah. Cable's gone. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever's on Netflix, I guess. Netflix is old news, Dad. Come on. Gotta get hip. I'm <laughs> old. <laughs> Do they still stream Captain Kangaroo on, like, Peacock or something? Mm, they wouldn't do it on Peacock because Peacock's all NBC. It has to be CBS, so Paramount? I doubt it. They're trying to make money off whatever they can. Yeah, probably. I, I went and found them on YouTube. There's a few episodes if you look for them. So you can watch. Mm -hmm. You can still watch Captain Kangaroo if you wanted to. They're kind of chopped down. I'll tell you that. The the ones I saw were like cut to about thirty five minutes, and it was like an hour long show originally. Oh. It was much slower, much more paced, very well thought out. 
So I guess it's just timing. timing. Different world. <laughs> Did you get to watch any of the episodes or just kind of the rough of the the idea of Captain Kangaroo just from me talking about it in general? I just looked at kind of the rough look of it. It does look like like Mr. Rogers or what was that one that I watched with the bear? Like the big yellow bear? Oh, the know? big yellow bear. Yeah, it was a big old yellow bear. I thought it was Bear in the Big Blue House. That one. Yep. Okay. Well, that was like all puppets. <laughs> yeah. But it it felt like that. Or it looked like that. Just well, from what I've Bear in the seen. Big Blue House was kind of in that zone. I think I, I remember watching a lot of Bear in the Big Blue House. I don't know. You and puppets, man. You like the Muppets? Uh, well, you like I, the kangaroo? Well, the fact that you don't like the Muppet tells me that I broke down and, and lost as a parent. <laughs> it's not that I don't like the Muppets. They're just... Actually, the Muppets would be a good comparison to this show, probably. Yeah. Well, the Muppet show was a variety show, too. Yeah. That was kind of in that same zone. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still... Are the Muppets still existing? The Muppets still exist, yes. They're owned by Disney, actually. You can watch them on Disney, from what I understand. I've watched the Muppet show a couple times on Disney, now. But does the Muppet show still exist? No, they've kind of relaunched it a couple times. It hasn't been successful. I think it's just a generational thing that the kids just don't get the Muppets anymore. Nah, why would you do puppets when you can just animate things? Because <laughs> <laughs> puppets are fun, and they interact with people a lot better. <laughs> uh, so can CGI animated stuff. Oh, don't make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> what, isn't that what they did with, what movie was that? Ted? Yeah. Granted, that's not a kid's show, but. <laughs> Thanks for exemplifying my point. <laughs> <laughs> that the, that puppets are not made for kids? Or that CGI is not made for kids? <laughs> there's, there's no kid shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kids are just not needing filters at this point. They just accept all the information all at once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kids know too much. Kids know too much? Eh. Yep, kids know everything now. <laughs> sure, sure, why not? <laughs> so anyway, this has been Corbin and Lucy. We're just recording this together, and it's been, this has been the podcast, What You Missed When You Didn't Exist. And now you know what you missed. I, I do know what I missed, which is not much, because it would have creeped oh. me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Burn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're, you are so sus. I'm so... Oh, don't. Please don't. 